All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are back to playing Call of Cthulhu this afternoon, evening, night, whenever the hell this is. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, uh, we'll we have Long here in a second. Right now, he is just a rug uh, or a piece of wallpaper, but he'll be here in a moment. Uh, and uh, we we may, may be finishing up our first real location. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Because uh, we ended last session on uh, on a bit of a beating. Got, got a little... Got a little bloody, and uh, got, um, how, how how many of you actually took damage? Is it, uh, Marie know? definitely did. Yeah, tiny bit, tiny bit, tiny bit. Okay, yeah, I think Patrick so. did too. Let me double check. If Save I didn't you. blow my luck, it would have been a lot yeah, of it. I think uh, it, yeah, looks like everybody. Yeah, looks like yeah. everybody took damage. Uh, so you all are, are oh there hey, there he is there's there's our guy there's our guy what a beautiful man yo. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's perfectly centered and everything. It's like there's a random person behind you with. Look at that! You see that? Keep popping up. What's going on with that white thing back there? It's like there's someone. There's like another. Chair? You have like another arm. Just blanket because he was he was sleeping in the chair, <laughs> so he hasn't put the bed away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, but yeah, we're starting up. Uh, we got uh, we got some more Savannah goodness, and we'll kind of see where this all goes. Why don't we go ahead and do a quick little intro? Everyone say who they're playing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, also, why don't we do this? What, what's your drive? One of the things we, even though this is a, we're, we're playing this in Call of Cthulhu, this is originally a, a Trail of Cthulhu based campaign. Uh, I did some of the things I, I brought over. One of them was the, like the drive mechanic. Uh, and so everybody has a specific drive. The very thing that kind of explains why they're willing to kind of go out and do all these crazy things, face danger, face oblivion, etc. cetera. And, and this is the first real time this last session where you all faced actual immediate danger uh where some of you had a gun pointed at you others had knives drawn on you you got some blood and got some some uh some cuts and some punches etc so like this is the first time probably there's been some some real like you know like clear adversarialness so like what is your drive what is this kind of like pushing you so we'll start with uh with steven tell us about pastor and what his drive is hello i'm playing pastor zephaniah wood and uh my drive is duty. Uh, I feel that it is our responsibility to bust up whatever nefarious activity is happening because who else are we going to leave it to? Uh, as for the fight, I, I'm my blood is riled. Uh, I'm quite angry, as you can tell by the sound of my voice. And uh, I, I'm ready to murder someone. I know you, uh, you clamored over the car and nearly got shot in the face. It was fun. I was so sad when I missed, like if I would have just hit, that would have been so funny. Like, uh, I had like I 80 luck at that point. So I'm like, as long as he doesn't roll it, that one again, I was rolling pretty well last week. I was, I was a little nervous. <laughs> like rolling way too good. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, Melissa, tell us about Marie. Uh, yeah, so uh, Marie Wynn, uh, a.k.a. Sissy May, a.k.a. May. Uh, she is by trade a uh, jazz singer, um, and her drive is artistic sensitivity. So I'm going to have to think <laughs> a little bit in terms of uh, sort of what brings her to want to like travel and sort of um, see different things and experience different things and hear different sounds and all those kinds of things. Uh, so that kind of generally is just why she's mm -hmm. a traveler and willing to sort of get up and go. Um, yeah. I mean, artistic sensitivity, yeah. like part of it talks about like inspiration, 
like like you'll do anything or, or or find anything from like sort of extreme situations and this is a fairly extreme situation like you can take inspiration from like beautiful things but also intense things like that that big fight all the various weird things that you've been seeing all of that could potentially uh maybe can come into like some sort of you know your your your, your music your song craft or whatever it might be yeah be and also like in her background she was like sort of connected to like mafia kinds of things so it isn't necessarily the first time that she's sort of seen danger or like violence or anything like that so you uh like some you probably do like various places that have like chicken fences and stuff like that around the stage and everything and some guy (laughs) maybe named dalton what kind of music you play okay (laughs) (laughs) throws people out oh god (laughs) Um, all right, next up, uh, Shima. So, uh, Mitra, tell us about Shima. Uh, Shima Oron is, um, she's majoring in on a full ride wrestling scholarship for uh, library studies. And uh, she was really excited to be here. And um, her drive is curiosity and, um, I, I think um, it, it's pretty straightforward. She's seen all these super weird books at the uh, MU library, and uh, she's seeing beyond just what it means to be reflected in an academic sense. So she's really excited to be like out in the field. Fight the her off a little because she's wrestled and and been in been in scraps and certainly there's been rivalries but no one's ever tried to kill anyone else you just you just talk a little bit of uh crap and and you hit the other person you get hit that's fine and then you move on but no one ever is trying to kill you uh, so mm-hmm. that's very strange. Also, is it supposed to feel so good when you hit back? <laughs> because it felt really good when she hit back. <laughs> mm. I feel like yeah. I feel like Shima uh, previously was was basically doing the first Karate Kid, but after this fight, like it's the second Karate Kid. You know, yes. when there's blood on the line, when this is to the death. God, I love that movie so much. Ridiculous. Amazing. Eventually, uh, she's just in Mortal Kombat. Like, how do we get here? Yeah. And then she's just she's gonna take that big that big woman down and honk the horn. Oh, second, live or die. Oh, you gotta do that. You gotta do that. You gotta live or die, <laughs> man. Die. Wrong answer. Honk. Sorry. <laughs> Last night was Indiana Jones. Today, apparently, it's a kid. All right. Uh, speaking of Indiana Jones, let's go over to Beverly Key. Ashley, tell us about oh, Beverly. Oh, God. Uh, Beverly Key, she is our uh, professor, doctor of anthropology. Um, her drive is scholarship. So she strives to uncover the truth about the world. And she's especially interested in things that people don't want uncovered because she kind of kind of like a journalistic trait in herself of where she wants to kind of dig out the truth and, and get to the bottom of things. So that's definitely the fact that she got beat up about this uh, definitely has her interested. Uh, she's also terrified. Um, Beverly has never been in a physical altercation before in her life. Um, 
So having both a gun held to her face and then a man rip her out of the car and then pummel her uh, definitely has her the most scared she's ever been in her life. So I don't know, man. She's got tenure, so it's pretty similar. It's pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> it might feel that way sometimes, but she's never actually had it. So fair enough. Fair enough. And then finally, uh, Long, tell us about Patrick Price. You wouldn't believe it, but this barber is on a path of revenge. Someone took my wow. best friend from me, Walter mm -hmm. Winston. That's true. I'm after them, no matter what. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was going to uh, say it was his dog and he was going to go John Wick. <laughs> oh, God, if you win John Wick, are you kidding? <laughs> well, never mind. You guys win. Like, you can't beat John Wick. It's a force of nature. Um, yeah, like we all, yeah, like in the beginning, we saw those little hints like him and him and Janet Winston had some history and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Patrick was his barber. It was his barber. That's his friend. so cool. Fantastic. And all of you thought he was something other than that. Tis, tis. All right. Let's get started. Uh, so last session, you all went and explored the Henslow estate. Uh, Douglas Henslow, you got free access thanks to his his note that he gave you all after speaking with him at the asylum. Uh, Pastor Wood Shima, you found his room really fast. Uh, and you also found an occult book written by Francis Hickering, the name that he kind of name dropped during the interrogation, but didn't really give you any, any context. And within that book, there's a photograph of the house uh, and there are a bunch of names in the back. Dr. Key, you uh, elsewhere in the in the in the in the house itself, you discover there's some some sort of accounting issues with the Henslow family. They were kind of running out of money. You also, with Shima's help, discovered that some of those names on that photograph corresponded uh, to some Henslow ancestry, etc. And uh, Marie and Patrick were speaking with Miss, Mrs. Uh, Virginia Henslow, Douglas's mother, who didn't really know a whole lot. Looks like Douglas kind of spared her some of the gory details. Uh, but she was aware of Walter Winston. She does think that somebody like like people out west, depraved folk out west, like ruined her son or something like that. Uh, but with some of you all kind of finding these different clues, eventually uh, you you discover like the secret where 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 Douglas kind of hid his stuff, and that was out in the cemetery. And so you did some calculations, you moved around, you searched, you dug, uh, and inside uh, of this this sort of uh, this plot in the cemetery, you found a, uh, a metal footlocker that had a, a handful of things that Douglas had, had piled away, intending for Walter Winston, but because he is now passed, uh, it's now fallen to you all. And it was a, a this, this sort of rune-covered stone slab, which Shima now has, uh, this notebook that, is, that was sort of Partially like his 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 ramblings, but also some really disturbing drawings and a key to a safe deposit box uh, in uh, in Los Angeles uh, in Long Beach. Um, there was, uh, as you mentioned, as I already mentioned, there's like a note to Walter Winston as well, and he kind of referenced like the specific safe deposit box in Long Beach, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Eventually, you all were urged to leave by Carruthers, and you respectfully did so. Uh, but as you were leaving, the the rain was pouring heavily. You all. Uh, tried to help out a stranded motorist and that stranded motorist started stabbing your driver right there in the chest caused this crazy commotion a second car came up and essentially smashed into you into yours and if it wasn't for patrick kind of grabbing the wheel and steering and this is what would have happened if he didn't do it you guys would have tumbled and rolled and rolled down into a swamp it would have been a whole different situation so thanks for ruining it long anyhow 
once that <laughs> crash happened, all these guys, these these groups of toughs and this huge, strong, muscular woman, uh, some Caucasian, some Southeast, Southeast Asia, hard to tell maybe, but they had tattoos kind of up and down their arms and their necks here and there. And they spoke a very strange language uh, that was very unsettling to hear. It just didn't sound quite right on your ears. You got in a big old fight. Patrick, you eventually took one out. They started to sort of fall back at that point. Uh, one of them drew a gun on Beverly Key to try to kind of help them back away. Pastor charged at that guy, nearly got his head blown off, but did manage to dodge it, fell off the fell off the car, and they drove away, not before leaving a bloody wet note with Shima typed out that says, drop this case, go home. So we're going to pick up immediately in the aftermath of that. It is still raining and it's still pouring. Uh, the Your car is has got a broken windshield now because there's a gunshot in it. The, uh, the driver's side of it has been slammed uh, against a tree. Uh, your your driver has been stabbed twice in the chest. Uh, Beverly, I, I, I can't remember if you actually... I did stabilize him. Yeah. You stabilized him, so he's not going to die on you necessarily, but he is not in particularly good state, and he's certainly not going to drive you. Uh, the, the Tufts that sort of fought you, they drove away. Um, they threw their injured person to the trunk of their car. Uh, but there is one of the other vehicles that they use to smash into yours, which you can see the whole front of it. It's just kind of accordioned. Uh, and you all are on the side of the road in the middle of the country, uh, country roads, muddy waters. Um, it's Savannah. It's dark. It's nighttime and it's pouring. What is everyone doing? All right, everybody piling in the car. I will drive. We have, we've got to get this. We've got to get this gentleman some, uh, medical help. Uh, after Jaime checks on Dr. Key, which is her first priority. Um, and uh, after she, she is able to see that she's not bleeding out or dying or anything, she's going to uh, mechanical repair on uh, the vehicles and get one up and running so, so you can drive. Seven. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, go ahead and just rip that mechanical repair. That's totally fine. Uh, what is everybody else doing? Just standing where I left off under the rain staring at my razor that was the first guy i killed beverly is still kind of in shock as well she's sitting in the front seat uh because at this point the driver has been pushed over into the middle so beverly is probably in the other passenger seat up in the front just just sitting there next to him kind of like holding stuff okay. to help stop the bleeding but she's not doing much else I'll say more than likely he's probably um, kind of lost consciousness at this point. Uh, you do think he's stable. Like obviously you've sort of like over the, the wounds themselves. One of the wounds is just kind of like to the shoulder. It doesn't look like it's going to have hit any important, uh, important areas. But one mm -hmm. of them is definitely is definitely concerning as it, it does seem closer to like the hard, you know, a little bit lower. And it might actually have, um, have nicked something. You can tell he's gone very pale. Uh, but you, you do seem to have at least stemmed the bleeding. Uh, you all were about a half an hour, 45 minutes or so out from the Henslow state when this all happened. And you're still probably like an hour away from the Savannah city too. So like you are, uh, still a decent ways away. Um, what are you doing pastor? Um, I would be near the car 
Uh, I would also be standing in the rain, though. The rain pouring off the brim of my hat. And I would just be scanning both sides of the road, or both directions of the road, uh, mostly the way they left, making sure no one's coming by. And then once everyone's ready to pile in the car, I'll be ready to as well. But okay. I don't want to get in and until. Yeah. I just want to keep a lookout. Yeah. I mean, you don't see any other cars. Like, there's a little bit of light, obviously, coming from various headlights here and there that are still sort of flickering. And, and, and like, because again, there's like two sort of semi bruised, you know, semi damaged cars. Um, yours is certainly in a slightly better condition than theirs, who's a, like the front is, like I said, accordion. Uh, the cab is kind of intact. But other than that, you don't see anything either way. It is also nighttime and pouring rain. So the chances of there being other people on the road is, is, is pretty low, but, uh, just a quick look. Yeah. Keeping your eyes peeled. You don't see anything right now. I did just think of something else I'd like to do as well. Uh, sure. I, I'd like to search their car. The car. Okay. Uh, yeah. Give me a spot hidden. And, uh, and then while you're doing that, let me go back to Shima. How'd you do on your mechanical repair? Uh, failed pretty hard. 96 over 50. Oh dear. And, uh, but but this feels important, so I'm happy to spend all the luck. Okay. Um, it, from what you can tell, the biggest issue is steering. Uh, as far as you can tell, the engine's still intact. Everything looks okay there. But with the way your car kind of side, it, it kind of got sideswiped, and then it spun. And then it smashed into a tree on the side of the road, so the, the driver's side. And you can tell that the steering's a little uh, is, isn't isn't quite responding the way it should. The column probably needs to be replaced. It's not something you could clearly do here, uh, but you're able to kind of get underneath the hood, make sure you know all the connections are sound, do what you can. Um, and after we'll say about 20 minutes of you kind of putzing around, you know, fiddling underneath the hood crawling underneath like the the dash a bit you 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 kind of rev it up and you hear <laughs> as the engine does uh kick back into gear uh just whoever drives needs to be very careful uh with making hard turns Allah sure that would says me okay. and, and i would say that if shima had been kind of in and out of the car um marie probably would have looked over and seen uh mr price just sort of standing in the rain and would have kind of gone over to him and just kind of put a put a hand on his shoulder. Uh, Mr. Price. All oh, right. Let's carry on. Are, are you of, okay? It's the first person I killed. I, I did vow oh, oh. to do whatever it takes, but I didn't realize how easy it was. Oh, oh my. Yes. This, this is a, this, interesting predicament that we have found ourselves in, but um, I will we'll get just just get inside. We'll 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 talk more. We'll we'll talk more later. And and she'll just sort of um, fold the razor blade that you're sort of holding out. And she'll just sort of fold it for you and sort of fold it back in your hand. Marie, walk over give us car. a give us a spot hidden while you're doing this. Actually, sure. You're reaching 50/50. out helping. Yeah. Uh, as you're uh, staring, 23 under 50, so hard success. Uh, okay, hard success. Nice. Okay, so as you reach down to kind of help him fold back up the blade, you like his, his, he's you know he's got covered in blood here and there, but at the same time the rain is constantly pouring down, so it's it's sort of rinsing and it washing free. Everyone's clothes are 
kind of clinging to their bodies with the the, the, the sheer amount of rain. There's a there's a moment as you reach down where you, you almost give a start. As you see on his arm, it almost looks like a mouth, uh, like right on his forearm, as the has as sort of the, the cloth of his his shirt, his jacket clings to his skin, and you can see almost the contours of a mouth just sort of stretching. Like extending its jaws a bit, almost like it's trying to crack a jaw. And so Marie had been very sort of measured and trying to kind of be encouraging and kind of calm and, and reassuring. And, and then you just suddenly see her um, just sort of step back from you as if she just doesn't want to look at your hands or arm anymore. Oh, are you right? Are you injured? No, no. I just, oh, I can't. I'm assuming if I look back at his, his his arm again, does it still look the same? There's it's some sort of strange shape. I'm gonna assume maybe jacket off. Maybe you're kind of you know covered in this. Okay. And, and your look look and she'll kind of point your your arm. It, it there's a mouth on your arm. Oh, it's a bit of blood, but I don't think it's mine. The, the, no, no, the, no. Just this place. This and she's just distressed and sort of looking back to the car again. I just need to get out of here. Patrick, when you look down at your arm, your forearm, and you kind of see what she's talking about. There's like this this fleck of blood and it's kind of, again, it's soaked with the water, so it's a little bit drowned out a bit. But one of the things you realize is it like it's literally that, that speck of blood, which you're right, it's probably not yours is right over top of the bite wound that you suffered from the the loose patient when you were in Joy Grove. And when you kind of peel back your shirt ever so slightly, you can see like the wound of the, it's still there. It's not moving. It doesn't look like a mouth. It just looks like someone bit you. And it looks a little discolored here and there. Like it's not quite healing as fast as you would have thought it. It almost looks like it's possibly even infected but it's there and now that you're looking at it you do kind of feel the bruise of it as maybe the the little bit of the adrenaline of the fight is starting to wear and you can feel it actually does feel like it's hurting just a little bit like a bruise like like again like it's bruised like you touch it and it seems a little tender i'll cover it with my other hand and just rush back to the car for now have dr q look at it later okay so i'll say marie patrick you get into the into the car. Beverly, you're attending to the driver in the car. Um, Shima uh, has been working on the car. And unfortunately, <laughs> Pastor Wood uh, has been sort of searching and going through uh, the various, uh, like the the car, the other car itself, the car that the, the sort of the, the thugs who attacked you was driving. Uh, so Pastor Wood, if you can hear me, Stephen, how, uh, how did you do? I rolled a 68 under 84. Okay. Um, so you can tell as you look around, like there's not a whole lot like in here. You can tell it's probably a rental of some kind. Like it has that sort of feel to it. There's nothing here that suggests any kind of, kind of personalization in any particular way. Um, but you... With your success, you do find one thing as you're just looking underneath the seats and 
looking in between, like here and there on the ground, and there's glass everywhere as the windshields and the and the doors themselves have all kind of crashed here and there. But you do find one thing. You find a matchbook that uh, a handful of matches have been ripped out of it, but it's to a hotel lounge back in Savannah, literally just Hotel Savannah. And then there's like lounge underneath it. And you see this sort of beautiful little art deco kind of kind of artwork over top of it. Uh, other than that, you don't find anything. You do find like keys and things like that too, but you don't find any like equipment or signs of identification. That's literally the only thing other than glass you find. I'll grab it just in case uh, and hand it off and then pile right. in the car. And so all of you pile in the car and it's at this point Shima comes out ready to go. So, so, so sorry, Jeff, just for my notes, what was the hotel name again? Hotel Savannah. Thank you. Uh, and then someone drives, uh, whoever. Me. Okay, Marie, you hop behind the wheel. Uh, and we drive back. Uh, now, the drive back is relatively uneventful. Uh, you struggle at times, Marie, uh, around certain bends, and you have to really start going very, very slowly. Uh, but you are able to eventually get back to the city proper. By the time you get there, the rain has kind of died off, and it's just sort of a kind of a light drizzle. Uh, it's not really, um, it's not really coming down uh, in, the ma- in the way that it did. Um, when you open up the window or like when you open up the doors to kind of get out, uh, you can kind of feel like this almost like steam hits you as it still feels very warm in here as like the post thunderstorm humidity is starting to, 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 to ratchet up. Uh, you can see that on the ground, like there's rivulets of water that are draining across. You see these sort of old kind of piled up newspapers that are just shifting down there like like crumpled boats in a river uh and otherwise it's a fairly quiet night in savannah um a handful of lights are on here and there what would we say is like we don't have to play every one of these scenes out but what would we say is like your priority when you get back into the city i would think that we would see if the hotel can call a doctor for our driver so i think that would probably be uh one of the first things we do okay do that uh so i would arm myself okay uh so if you get back to your own hotel uh which is fine we can do that um you you speak with the hotel i I would say that when you ask for a doctor they will get very suspicious and they'll be like ah what you know, they're like, of course, you know, of course we can, but are are you, you know, are you ill? Like like they start asking, they get very probing with their questions. Like, like, and then, and then all of you, when you come in, you're still kind of wet. Some of you have blood on your clothes. Um, so when they start raising a concern, like, Oh my God, what has happened? Oh yeah. Are you all right, madam? Yes. It it was a, it was a vehicular accident. You know, there's just, just metal everywhere and it it was just a you know wet wet roads and uh just it, it was just just an 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 awful scene and and unfortunately just several bumps and scrapes and uh just but some medical attention we could we could really use if you have a doctor uh okay um 
do you leave the driver back in the car or do you bring him in with you? Uh, Shamia is, I, I think, strong enough to be able to bring him in. Okay. Uh, Marie, then, well, we should have just gone to a hospital and dropped him off. Yeah. <laughs> it's classic for us, right? Just kick him out the <laughs> Keep his car. Uh, Marie, give us like a fast talk maybe or a charm um, if you're if you're kind of, you know, putting <laughs> yeah. that on a bit. Fast talk is five, charm is 70. So yeah, charm. Charm is like oh, flattery yeah. though. So if like, if you're flirting with a guy, like if you're talking like, oh, just, 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 that's to be so very grateful. We'll be so, you know, if you're being... You know, if you're being more flat, you know, if you're flattering him, if you're trying to act like a damsel in distress, maybe like maybe charm works. Otherwise, it really is fast talk. Kind of. Uh, you are kind of like. You're not straight up lying, but you are kind of tweaking the story for sure. Yeah. OK. All right. I'll take a boost. So I at least have a 15 percent chance of okay. getting this. Sure. Um that's not bad. There you go. You can spend some uh, some luck. Yeah, so I'll spend the 20 luck to okay. make up the difference. All right, so he will, he'll stop probing and asking too many questions, uh, and ultimately he'll, you know, he'll, uh, he'll kind of let you, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll call, he'll let you kind of move off to the side. He'll, he'll find a section of like, not the lobby, but maybe they'll bring you into like a back private room with those who are injured and they'll get on the phone uh, and they will will call for a doctor, call for some sort and of I'll emergency services. And I'll even like point out the car, <laughs> like where the car is parked right out front. So like you can point to the car and you can see that there's quite a bit of damage to the vehicle. Okay. Um, all right. So then, so then, so, so as you wait, is there anything? So I know that Pastor Wood went back to his room, grab some weapons, etc. Is anything, anyone else doing anything in particular? Um, is there any other priorities you're looking to take, take advantage of? I'm going to be a bit paranoid heading back to my room. Maybe okay. these guys already knew about this. Maybe raided the room, see if the mix changed. Uh, roll spot hidden. 35 spot hidden. Roll 12. Okay. I... Uh, so you were in the nice room upstairs, right? Mm. Uh, I'll tell you this. You do notice that somebody has been in your room. Um, maybe it was the, was the weights. Maybe it was like the people who work here, hotel, hotel uh, clerks or something. Maybe it was somebody cleaning the room. But with such a good role, uh, a hard success, someone has been in your things. Like you can see like your actual belongings. Um, so you're, you're fairly confident that if it was like hotel concierge service, they shouldn't be going through your personal luggage and belongings. Did they leave something behind or is something missing? Uh, you don't notice anything missing. Uh, it doesn't look like there's anything in particular. Uh, but you'll notice that they, they went through any kind of like if you had any sort of like identification on there, anything that would have suggested who you are, like something uh, with your name or something with your credentials, uh, maybe a receipt uh, for for one thing or another for the hotel or like if, if there's some sort of invoice, uh, they definitely got that. Gotcha. All right. Um, anybody else doing anything back at the hotel? 
All right. If that's the case, then eventually doctor will arrive, uh, will be led back into this, this back room where we'll say Marie and Beverly, maybe Shima is, um, you know, still tending to this driver who's hurt. Some of you had your own injuries. Doctor comes in and again, it's just like, just somebody from a few blocks away, someone who knows, you know, someone who they know and opens up his little, pa- his little bags, little kit and starts kind of taking a look at stuff. And after, and it's not very long before he's like, ah, what, well, this, this seems a little peculiar. These look like, these don't look, these look like, these look like stab wounds. Was this man stabbed? The, 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 the metal with the accident, just, you know, how things, I, I, I can see how it, it might be similar. Uh, you know, your doctor and skills at all. I don't want to que- question what, what, what you're looking at, but it was a, it was just a, 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 might, a mess of an accident. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that is, uh, I suppose that's, that's possible, but I, I must say, Next, if, if something like this were ever to befall you again, uh, don't remove the item that was a uh, puncture in the man. Uh, as often, leaving it in there helps uh, helps see. reduce blood loss. But uh, that's all right. I imagine not, Doctor. You seem far too glamorous for that. Uh well, you know, I. But it's always, you know, learn something new every day. <laughs> oh well, you learn something new every day. You're gonna get smarter every week. So there you go. Uh, well, they're. they're we're so lucky to have you here to well take care of us. I must say that I I think I have done all I can for him here, and we should remove this young man uh, to a proper hospital. Uh, he's going to need, uh, I think, some 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 surgery to repair. I I, I don't think he is uh, he is safe to return home. This is this this one injury seems to be uh, well, it seems to be somewhat superficial, but this other is has me quite concerned. Quite quite concerned uh, now. Uh, I can go ahead and take him there if one of you wants to give uh, give me a hand getting him to my vehicle. Uh, but uh, you said you all were in uh, were in an accident. Make sure you uh, you have reported that to the proper authorities. I imagine. Not yet. We wanted to get him attention first. Of course, I can understand that. I can understand that. I think you should go ahead. Now that I have this man's uh, this man in, in my carry, I can assure you that. Uh, I'll do everything I can for him, but why don't you go ahead and, and ensure that you're uh, you get everything taken care of now on your own, okay? All right, all right, we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, poor Stephen. Uh, he he was talking a lot of shit uh, in our private Discord channel, and uh, then got really mad because I was letting other people talk, and uh, then he just <laughs> up and left. Uh, so. It's definitely that and nothing to do with the power outage. That's definitely, that's definitely what it is. <laughs> <It's definitely laughs> Pay your bills, Stephen. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> hopefully. Definitely. Actually, the one paying him. So so hopefully he'll be back if he's not if he's not. We're going to soldier on uh, for a little while at least uh, and hopefully he'll pop back in if he does. Uh, we'll try to get back in, but otherwise we're going to pick back up. Um, so Shima, were you saying you were helping, you were helping, uh, bring them? I'm the just going to help carry their dude okay. out to the car. Okay. So what we'll then say is that the, um, the doctor drives away, uh, with your injured driver, uh, impresses upon you the need to contact the authorities about your accident. You have a vehicle out you know, near the, the hotel, uh, where 
It has definitely suffered some damage. You have a, uh, a hotel concierge who has been charmed somewhat by Marie, but that'll only go so far, but he's, he's not necessarily pressing you. Um, Patrick, you've seen that someone was poking around in your room and we'll say Pastor Wood has put, you know, he's got a gun kind of hidden underneath his, his jacket now at this point, And he's kind of moving around, kind of checking exits and stuff like that. So he, you see him just sort of being, uh, being a little bit more secure around the area. So what's the next thing that you all would want to do tonight? Um, Beverly would call the company who, that our driver worked for and inform him, them of the accident and then report to the police, the accident. Okay. Um, all right. So we'll say you call, you call, so you call, you report the accident. Uh, there are, again, there are rental car companies, uh, at Mm -hmm. this, at this time. Uh, and a lot of them, like you could, you know, you're able, you're able to, to contact them. You could, you probably found something either, you know, in his possessions, the driver's possessions, or maybe in the car. So it shouldn't be too difficult. Um, they'll take a report. They'll kind of go through what exactly happened. When you, when you tell them about the injury to their driver, they express great concern, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, all of this seems very on the up and up since if you're, as long as you're being forthright, obviously I'd imagine you're, you're keeping the story about the people ambushing you and trying to kill you and putting a gun to your face. But other than that, yeah. Okay. If that's the case, then like, you know, they're, they're, they're being somewhat, um, they're concerned, but at the same time, they, they know your contact information. They know what your, your hotel, they know all those kinds of things. Uh, and so their, pro- their foremost concern is the, uh, is the health of the driver. Uh, okay. What else are we doing? Uh, good. Long. I was contemplating, I'm pretty much contemplating what to do now. Like we're we're known by these ambushers. They know who we are. What are our next choices? Should I even send a message back home? Maybe they'll track it somehow. But my fiance in danger. So just telling everyone that they've been through my things. Okay. Oh my goodness. What an invasion of your privacy. Is anything missing? No, nothing's missing. Just think who I am. We should check our, our room. Uh, Patrick, will you come with us? Of course. Okay. You also are uh, in a very nice room. So I think there was the women, Beverly, Shaima, and Marie were, were sharing a very nice room. Patrick, you also lucked into a very nice room. And Pastor was like in a toilet in the basement somewhere. So <laughs> go, go ahead as you go into your room. Uh, go ahead and anyone who wants to. Just searching around, make spot hidden and see if there's anything that's amiss. Um, and I'll say because Patrick has kind of alerted, all of you can take a bonus die in this. Like anyone who's rolling this can take a bonus die uh, because you are probably going to look a little bit more thoroughly, a little bit more carefully. It looks like Sissy May got a pass. We got Beverly with a pass. Okay. Much like Patrick's room. Um, and then uh, and then Shima got a heart success with a 20. Much like Patrick's really? room, there are subtle signs uh, that people have been in here. Um, none of it is, is extraordinarily obvious. It doesn't look like anyone has like broken the window to get in here or broken the door. But I'll say with that hard success, Shima, you can spot that that somebody has tried to mess around with the lock and the, and the handle going in. It hasn't splintered the wood or anything on the door itself, but someone definitely tried and had an effectively applied locksmith to this door and like the 
the the the, the handles seeming seeming a little sort of jiggles just a little too lightly. Uh, and then as the rest of you are looking around, much like Patrick Bryce, any sort of identifying uh, papers that you might have had, any sort of travel papers or anything like that that you might have had, like they've kind of, you know, sort of shuffled through that. They've gone through your your luggage, your belongings. They have put it all back, it seems, and, but you can tell it hasn't been put back quite right. So like they were trying to cover their tracks, but they didn't cover their tracks in a way that suggests um, they were entirely successful at it. Uh, but all, but yeah, all of you can notice now that your rooms, and I even say we can kind of wave, hand wave with Pastor Wood, same deal. Um, they tried, they actually tried to get the Pastor Wood's uh, room as well. Oh, Mr. Price, I'm so glad you brought this to our attention. At this, they did the same thing here. This is a conundrum. Do we stay? Uh, it's late in the evening. I don't. A pilot I, isn't he ready any moment? I I I don't I I I believe that they intended to send a message. I believe that message has been received. If they wanted to do us further harm, out there on the road would have been the place to do us further harm. I I I don't believe. Um, and, and she's sort of thinking back a bit to kind of she has a previous partner who was in the mob and knew a bit of those kinds of things going on. So she speaks from a little bit of knowledge and the idea of like sending a message, like you, you make one contact, you send the message and then you don't kind of lay and wait for them any further. So she speaks with a little bit of authority and saying like it, the, the message has been sent. I, I, I do not believe they're going to come back again this evening. I, I do agree, Mr. Price though, taking some time to uh, sit and talk through what we've learned and what our next step should be would be very wise. It will take a night. Uh, and don't forget, I'll say, I know Steve, Stephen would remind you all, but like Pastor Wood at this point might kind of hold up the matchbook as well. Now, you guys were on the road um, for a little while after the accident. Um, then you drove extremely slowly out of your way back. So it's been several hours, like it's pushing fairly late in the night. So it's probably at this point, like 11 o'clock at night, so to speak. It's not quite midnight, but it's a little bit before that. So um, it took you a lot longer to get back than we probably completely played out, but he does hold up, you know, he'll, he'll let you know that when you were searching that this is essentially all he found. There's nothing written in it. There's no like numbers in it or anything like that. It's just for the hotel Savannah. That's literally all, all there is. Um, and the only other thing is like, you guys heard heard some voices. You saw some faces. You saw some tattoos, stuff like that. Like there's otherwise, but there's nothing that they left in your rooms. Uh, they like left behind in your room. So you're welcome to to do anything with that. You with you want. You can stay here if you want. You can um, try to contact Frank Kearns, uh, who's uh, who's out at the. You, you you believe he's out either at the airport, or maybe at a motel near the airport, something like that. Um, I don't think we've we've really contacted him since you left him. If possible, I'll try to get a hold of them. Tell them we're ready in the morning. Okay. Um, we'll say you call the airport, uh, and you're you're able to contact somebody. There's there's probably like there's there people probably people working there overnight. Um, when you mention the name Kearns, when you you drop the name Winston Rogers, you mention your plane, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they'll 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 be able to sort of forward you a number where he was staying. So he kind of left 
forwarding info. Like he's staying at this motel and he's staying on a motel, basically, like I was saying on the outskirts of town and route to the route to the airport. So if you get him on the, on the number, he's like, well, Hey that kid, how's it going? Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, we can, we're flying back to Arkham. Arkham's, can you take us to LA? <laughs> I, I beg your pardon, Louisiana. Oh no, California. Bit of a journey. Surely you're pulling my leg here. You, you, you want to fly all the way out to, to Los Angeles? Can you do it? Well, sure, I can do it, but uh, I kind of would like to know a little bit about why. And I'm pretty sure Miss Miss Winston Rogers would probably want to know a little bit about why, too. It's where the case is taking us. Is it now? Is it now? What is it out in uh, old Los Angeles that you're looking for? Uh, I believe it was a lockbox at a bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Look how excited launches get for getting it right. He's <laughs> 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 like, hmm. Well, I suppose it's all right. Uh, it's a bit, bit late in the evening, but uh, I can make the arrangements. I can, but I'm going to have to, as you know, uh, Patrick, I'm going to have to I have to let Miss Winston Rogers know she's. It is technically her plane. Can you get hold of her? Oh, I could. Yeah, she's not going to be too happy about me waking her up this late at night. But she's going to be even less happy if I don't tell her anything. I can do it for you. Oh, I don't think she likes me. Oh, she yeah. most certainly doesn't. I can tell you that. You're very perceptive. Very perceptive. Well, if you want to call <laughs> her, you go right ahead. <laughs> you know the number. Pass it on to someone else. <laughs> I don't understand what that meant. I'm sorry. I'm confused. Pass <laughs> it on. Pass what on to somebody else. Does that uh, mean you're calling or are you not Are calling? you just giving uh, someone else the phone? <laughs> I have someone else calling. I'm so confused. Oh. <laughs> well, all right then. And so he'll hang up the phone and he'll... He'll take care of the arrangements, obviously. Uh, it's not like you can immediately leave. There's some process, there's flight plan, all that kind of stuff that they kind of have to do. Imagining uh, that Mr. Price dials the phone and then just like <laughs> shoves the receiver in Marie's face. <laughs> um, okay. Do you call um, Do you call Janet Winston Rogers? Yeah, well, I'm here. Let's give it a ring. Yeah, eventually like someone in the house will answer like a, a servant and eventually it'll come through and uh, whoever's on the phone. Who's on the phone? Who's going to do the talking? Marie, it's for you. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, hello. And there better be a damn good reason for calling this night. Something better burn down. Someone must be dead. Otherwise, I've got sleep to get back to. I uh, I don't run a business with, uh, with, damn it, no sleep. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Winston Rogers. It's, it's, it's May Wynn. May Wynn. I don't think I yes, know a May Wynn. You, you sent us now to Savannah. Oh, yes. The, the jazz singer. Yes. I remember you. How is yes. the investigation proceeding? Well, uh, I, I would actually say, uh, quite quite swimmingly in in terms of gathering information uh we've definitely uh hit the ground running so to speak we've gotten some 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 very good information uh i i i, I, I do have a I'm, if I could, yes ma'am if 
I can yes. interject here for a moment, please. Uh, that all sounds lovely, but why couldn't this wait till morning? Well, so, so, so you see, uh, I, I wanted to, there's, so, so there's two things. Uh, for, first question, if, if, if I might ask, uh, were you aware of any other uh, less savory sorts of individuals who might also be interested in what your father was up to? I don't understand what your meaning is. Speak plainly. Uh, and so she'll, she'll sort of look around a bit and make sure that no one is in earshot. So we, we have we have not been here for very long, but we have already had physical violence done upon us because of this investigation. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that. Is anyone hurt? Uh, well, we, we all are. Uh, in fact, nothing... Luckily, us nothing particularly serious, but our, our our poor driver did get sent to the hospital. I see. Well, were you aware that such dangers were likely to come on our heels with this, ma'am? Miss Wynn, one of my primary objectives that I gave you when you departed was to determine whether or not I might be in danger. I've already mentioned the word. Dangerous found you. So, I suppose, yes, I was aware that it was possible at least. Were you not listening well, to the story? My, my, my father, a grand man, withered away into nothing. All sorts of secrets. He went from one of the strongest and greatest men on this planet. One of the most accomplished businessmen pharmacists and well, all across America and when he died he was but a shell of himself something caused that people something he saw something he he experienced so yes I was aware of this possible dangers the specifics of which I do not know I'm very sorry that you all were injured but you all accepted the job did you not I don't recall yes. forcing any of you onto yes, that plane. Uh, no, 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 ma'am. No, ma'am. I, I suppose I thought if we were going to hit danger, it might be a little bit farther along into the investigation. This was uh, quite quite early on to be attempted to be warned off. But but your your, your point stands. Uh, so, Are you so the, frequently engaging in such uh, investigations that you have such wonderful experience to know the specific cadence with which danger should find you? Uh, no, it's, no. It's, so you see, and, and this brings me to my second point. Uh, we we learned that where a, a lot of these things seem to happen is, as I believe you you had you had known, and in 1924, your father was in Los Angeles, and there appears to be some 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 documents or some things that that were that remain there, um, and so we need to travel to Los Angeles so that we can uh, gather up those belongings that were left under lock and key. In L.A. I see. And you're confident this lead will pan out with something productive? Well, I certainly hope so. I, I have, a, uh, have a, 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 a literal key in my hot little hand. Well, sounds like you've been most productive down in Savannah. I hope you can carry that productivity all the way across America to the western coast. Have you been to Los Angeles before, Miss Wynn? Uh, 
I, once, yes, I believe I, I, I tended to stay in the Midwest and, and the South, but uh, once. Well, blue skies, sunshine, palm trees. Enjoy yourselves, but not too much. Make sure you'll stay on task now. Tell Mr. Kearns to, to fuel up the bird and leave at your earliest convenience. Is, that, is there anything thank else? Thank you, ma'am. I, uh, I, 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 I don't believe so. Thank you. Miss Wynn, one request. If you call me near midnight, please make sure it is for a conversation that is required such urgency. I still don't see why this conversation couldn't have happened in the morning. Uh, well, we, we did want to make sure that we uh, we left bright and early in the morning, and, and Mr. Kearns did require your permission to uh, take this investigation clear to the other side of these United States. Miss Wynn, you still seem to be talking. Uh, yes, yes, uh, good... Good, good night, ma'am. Good night. And you hear kind of hangs up. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Yep. Vision. It's fine. Okay. So, um, the one thing I think we should have also done, uh, we can do it retroactive because I forgot to remind you, is that all of you did suffer some damage. Um, you could have rolled first aid, uh, like, within relative immediate time like within like an hour or something like that of when you took those wounds or so uh, to potentially get an hp back uh you won't get a ton back but you get at least a, a point of hp back so if, if that was something that maybe beverly was doing uh on the drive back if she was like tending to each person one at a time uh beverly could kind of start ripping some first rate rolls for people because i think everybody actually took a little damage uh otherwise we'll say the night passes um no one breaks into your rooms any longer uh, maybe we'll be able to say Pastor Wood stays up all night, sitting in the lobby, gun in his hand, uh, observing. And uh, you all wake in the morning, uh, rested, uh, still wounded, uh, but uh, you have, uh, at the very least, uh, made it through the night. So what would you, are there any other lingering things that you would want to do um, in Savannah before you head out to the... I wants to send a, a telegram sure. uh, to a friend of hers before they leave. Okay. Uh, but before she does, we'll go to Dr. Key and uh, sheepishly ask to borrow the money for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she, <laughs> she'll reach into like her, her, her bag and she's got two little like coin purse things where she's got cash in and she just hands you one like <laughs> she she had already separated like some out oh. for you some spending money for you uh oh, oh okay I'll, I'll bring this back and uh she has been like uncharacteristically quiet uh since you all have got back she's made herself useful by you know carrying the half dead driver back and forth and that kind of thing <laughs> but she's not um, uh, her, her joie de vivre is significantly less joie um, right now I uh, I don't think we should separate too much um, I understand you, if you, you want, want privacy okay. no no not, not at all um, I'll go I, with you Shamba Please, I must send a message as well. Please do. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so it will go down to the 
Oda, uh, staff and ask where Cassandra Tug went from. Sure, yeah, they'll give you like a few, few, uh, a few buildings down. They'll give you somewhere you can go. No problem, not an okay. issue. Um, the so if we'll say that's that's Patrick and Shima. Uh, so you guys are so let's say let's kind of get an idea. Are you all like packing your rooms up? Like, are you? Uh, yeah, we're checking out. Okay, so at a certain um, point. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Beverly. Beverly would make sure to check in with like the the case because because I if they there's like an active police case going on, I would that be a conflict if we just leave? So I mean, at a certain point in the morning, you will be visited. One of you will be visited as a police officer will stop by to take your statement about okay. what exactly happened, um, and. Who would be who would be essentially ans- answering those questions? Who would be the person who who they would talk to? Probably very specifically <laughs> not there. Then I punched her and then she punched me back and then, and then yeah. went up. so cool. Oh my god. Um so I picture who, Beverly's got a pretty nasty like shiner from getting punched. So sure. she's not going to be there. Okay. Uh, Marie, then is it left to you once more? It, it would appear that uh, okay. I have been left to uh, do the talking. Okay. So I, I was going to actually make the case for you doing a charm earlier because I feel like Sissy May is smart enough to know how to play that element of, of men and maybe women as well but definitely uh men <laughs> i think she comes across as someone who's like quite smart about uh that showmanship yeah i i would uh i and, and i'm not sure that's co- how i <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah not how i rp'd that particular conversation but the next one that will be the way that it will go yeah i mean it all it all really depends upon like what your intentions are like if your intentions are literally sure. to lie and like bullshit your way through it that that's fast talk that's, like, but yeah, if you're that, trying that to is, just be skill. like oh you know if you're, if you're actually <laughs> trying to convince them to be by talking about oh how oh, was this so dangerous i was so scared everything and like you just don't answer <laughs> questions, then yeah that's that's probably true um yeah. okay so so they're they're basically just answering they're asking you pretty pretty basic questions or you know what exactly happened like was there a second vehicle did you you know what you know is it it's just you know those types of questions like so so how much of the story again we don't have to play out the whole conversation but how much of the story do you say do you do you talk about how there's another vehicle that hit you do you say you just you know hydroplaned off the road and smashed into a tree like like what exactly is the is the tale that marie tells uh, definitely the latter. Uh, it was raining. Um, uh, you, you, you recall the just terrible rainstorm that there was yesterday, and it was just ah uh, the yes, the flooding on the road was just uh, and uh, you know our driver you know suggested that maybe we just wait a little bit and being out of towners we just didn't respect the southern rainstorm I suppose. And, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, he certainly, as, as you, as you drop the whole out of town and yeah, you northerners, uh, I suppose y'all have, uh, have snow to contend with, but you're probably not quite aware just how, 
just how wet things could dip down here in, in Savannah. Uh, no, sir. Swampland yes. can be quite difficult, muddy, etc. Uh, were you drew? Were you doing dri- the driving, ma'am? Uh, no, we 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 had a a a. a um, hold on. <laughs> I just thought about how I want to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, I would not be lying to say that I did do some driving. So sure. I will say okay. At, at, yes, and again, as you just said, Northerners coming down, not not knowing uh, what to do down here is probably unwise. Okay, well, I think he'll he'll take your statement. He'll as long you know if you're if you're not bringing in any sort of notes about a second a second car or these other other thugs or toughs or whatever you want to call them, I don't think he's going to have a ton of follow up questions. Um, but I will say, like, give me one roll, however, however you want to flavor it. And we'll just say, we, again, we don't have to play it all out, but this is just sort of like the flavor that your conversation takes. So if you are, in fact, doing like the more damsel in distress, kind of playing up the charm and like just oh, the yeah, naivete of being a sure. northerner in an area that I just don't know. And uh, so, yeah, definitely go on with the charm charm and persuade from your both 70 so as long as i stick in that direction 22 sure. under 70 okay well i mean he'll he'll probably just like well i think i have everything i need here i believe the uh i'm sure the rental car company will uh will be in touch in terms of proper compensation we'll go ahead and take a look at the man uh, in the hospital as well um and uh as far as i know he appears he's going to pull through uh we'll still under some sort of uh, sedation currently we'll we'll get his statement as soon as we possibly can and, and uh, if there's any sort of follow-up questions i suppose we'll be able to track you down thank you very much ma'am i'm very sorry you had such a terrible time here in savannah uh just uh, drive safe oh yes and i'm so so sorry that we had to uh waste your time with this uh nope this it's not a waste accident. ma'am not a waste civic safety is a it's a it's an important responsibility and one that I, I take pride in. And he, ma'am, and he kind of steps off. All right. Uh, the rest, the the other three of you, you go and you you head down the block. You find yourselves a um, a place to send telegrams. Uh, Patrick and Shima, you both sent them. You're welcome to sort of descri- if you want, if you feel like sharing, tell us a little about who you're sending them to. What is it they're saying? That kind of thing. If you if you feel like sharing, um, uh, if not, that's fine too. Um, Shama is sending it to uh, her best friend, uh, Charles Charlie Douglas. Um, he is a black man who works at as a waiter at a hotel local in um, n- near the university, and uh, they grew up together. Um, and uh, so she sends him a telegram uh, saying, uh, and I'll put this in the Discord so you guys have it. Uh, doing some field work outside Massachusetts with anthropology professor outside of scholarship funds. Don't know how long. Don't tell my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's, that's the telegram. <laughs> and so you see that it's kind of go through it, sending it, sending it, sending it. Um, 
<laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and Patrick, who are you sending it to? And what, yeah, what is I'm sending saying? a message to Anna. Okay. Uh, work has sent me to LA. Can you believe it? I'll send a postcard. <laughs> delightful. Absolutely delightful. Okay. Uh, so you send that along. And, and Beverly, do you do you have to contact anybody? Um, depending on how long we were given time off work, she wouldn't contact her work associates unless she needed to. Um, so I'll say that we're still covered at this point. So she just sends one to her dad. Uh, her father is Dr. Charles Key. He's a surgeon, though, a different type of doctor. And she, she sends a very girly, hi, daddy, uh, Work has, you know, sent us out where I'm going to be heading out to California and I'll send you a postcard. Very similar to Patrick's, uh, but just the uh, her dad's a widow now. So his uh, her mom has passed. And so she's kind of just kept up the more and, and she has been passed for a while. So Beverly's just kind of constantly kept up like that girlish sort of only daughter. Fantastic. Yeah. I like to think that they actually send the you know as well. It just sort of makes it <laughs> nice paying for a telegram like by yeah. word. <laughs> Recklessly <Okay>. spending money. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So all of you have the three of you have taken care of like personal messages. Marie has given a statement to the to the cops. Uh Pastor Wood has been kind of moving around here. And now I'll I'll give Stephen, an opportunity later to, if you wanted to retroactively do something, we can do that. Uh, but otherwise, is there any other business that you all wanted to attend to in Savannah, or are you ready to head out to the airfield and uh, Hunter Field and uh, take off? I am done here. Okay. If we leave Savannah, we won't have a chance to check out the uh, hotel, Savannah. That's. <laughs> Maybe we don't even we know. should check that out now on the way. There's something there. So I, I wouldn't mind trying to uh, see if we can get a name of any guests who may have been staying there just to give us a little bit of uh, information. After you then. Okay. Um, we'll say you call a cab at this point since you don't have a driver assigned yeah. to you. Um, <laughs> we sent the driver to the hospital. Poor the concierge guy. is like, I'm sorry, we'll have fresh out of drivers. You've killed them all. So, uh, <laughs> he was the only one. <laughs> he was the only one. You're going to have to roller skate the rest of your time here. Sorry. Uh, so <laughs> you, but you get your driver, uh, your taxi, they'll take you over to Hotel Savannah, which is not far away, strangely enough. It's just a handful of blocks away. Uh, but um, it's not as nice uh, as where have you you've been staying, but it's 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 perfectly uh, it's perfectly fine. I think most of you would probably feel comfortable here. Um, and yeah, you head inside. You can see that pretty standard hotel lobby. Uh, you can see that there's a, you know bellhops and such that are ready to go. There's concierge service, and you can see there's a little lounge off to the side where uh, people seem to be having very nice breakfast, like a little cafe, that kind of thing. Uh, and what do you want to do? Uh, so uh, Marie will go up to the uh, desk area. Well, hello there, darling. Can I do any, can I do something for you? Are you checking in this evening? 
or this morning. Beg your pardon. Uh, yes. So I, this is gonna, oh, just a little bit embarrassing. Just hoping that you could uh, do, do a lady a favor. And so, um, Marie is going to launch into this sort of like misconnections sort of story of like being out in Savannah yesterday evening and having a drink with a very lovely gentleman and he ha- and she'll have the like matchbook um and i you know how sometimes you just don't quite work up the courage until after the fact and gosh if i could just get a uh and she'll see if she can like get the name of like yeah. an individual. You mentioned thing. like working up the courage and his eyes that kind of drift past you and you see him looking at like a, a waitress over in the cafe. Well, I know exactly what you mean, Matt. Um, however, I'm, I'm afraid um, I'm going to need more to go on. I think than just a, just a matchbook. Uh, we have, we have plenty of those. Is there something you could tell me about uh, this, uh, this gentleman caller of yours. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. And in, in, in fact, and, and, and perhaps I, th- th- this detail hopefully would uh, per- set him apart a little bit from other guests that you might have. And so she'll kind of go into a, a description of kind of the, the tattoos. You can see his face gets kind of less kind and more confused and a little alarm. Um, I suppose the heart wants what the heart wants, of course, but, um, I'm afraid, uh, I'm afraid he is, uh, well, he was part of a party of about, um, I believe it was five, perhaps six uh, gentlemen, one woman, of course, uh, and uh, I rest assured I did not sense that there was any uh, amorous feelings between uh, the young woman and the man, of course. Uh, however, uh, they, uh, they did not provide a particular name of any sorts, and the uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's most peculiar, madam. I, I'm just going to be, be frank with you, as uh, I believe you have been frank with me. Um, they they did not speak uh, at all. Uh, they uh, they were they were perfectly uh, fine patrons of the hotel. Of course, they left the room in, in fine condition, and they would pay their bills studiously. But they. Uh, they, they, uh, they, uh, they have, they have already left. They um, checked out very early this morning, uh, and they communicated uh, entirely through a through a written note. Um, uh, many of us believe them to be uh, uh, well from another country, I believe. Um, oh, how and and she's nonplussing. Oh, how intriguing. Did you have a conversation with this man? Oh, as it as it were, and she'll sort of wink. Did did they happen to mention that they were, um, where they were headed to next? Were they in, in their in their in their notes? Did they like get a ride to a nearby uh, establishment or? Good. Give us a roll. Give us like a like a persuader or a charm. <laughs> sure, um, sure. And let's see if he's got any. Let's see what I got. 
Oh, uh, I'm going to spend the 16. Okay. Spend and look like it is uh, something that comes back every session. So, well, I mean, that's what it's for. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> down to 30. <laughs> he says that, um, well, uh, ma'am, they, as I said, they, they didn't speak at all. Uh, we, I think I still have the, final message they gave us um oh yes yeah, so that here it is and he kind of unfolds this uh this paper and this is a thank you and then, like you can see like typed note not unlike what you saw with um uh with the one that shima has although it's not covered in mm-hmm. bloodstains or with uh, <laughs> in rain anything like that just little hearts no uh you don't see anything <laughs> and it says uh thank you for your kind hospitality we will be checking out in the morning Please have our baggage sent to the Savannah Airport ASAP. Well, I'm afraid that's about all I can offer in terms of assistance. Oh, well, I I just, I, I imagine this is probably not how you thought you might be spending your morning. So I, I do appreciate your in, in indulgence of a, oh, you know... Every once in a while, you just think that maybe the the story in front of you might be one of those, like, like the shows. Perhaps As it was I not said, meant to be. ma'am, and he's giving you like a very, really kind of, he's, he's being a little judgmental. As I said, ma'am, the heart wants what the heart wants, I suppose. Myself, I would find their markings to be a touch distracting, but... I suppose there's artistry to it as well. Maybe I'm just a little old-fashioned is all. Well, there is, you know, there's always things for us to learn about the world around us. Isn't there just? Indeed. Indeed there is. I, We tried to inquire a few times about where they hail from, but they, well, as I said, they, they didn't say much at all. But uh, I wish you good fortune. I hope you're able to track down your man and that... Um, well, that love blossoms. Uh, have a wonderful uh, rest of your morning and uh, enjoy a beautiful Savannah sky. Thank you, sir. And, uh, and that is that. See, back away. Is there anything else you want to do? Or is that the extent of your inquiry into Hotel Savannah? Uh, that was it for me, uh, okay. unless there was something else that anyone else wanted to do here. I would just let them know that they are also on their way to the airport. Uh, so... Uh, that is good happenstance. Okay. So then we'll say the driver or taxi continues to take you uh, out to Hunter Field. Um, you are let out by kind of the main terminal, essentially, and uh, have your baggage, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you, I mean, I would at, at some point you might have contacted Mr. Kearns in the morning or Mr. Kearns might have left a message for you at your own hotel about kind of where to meet him, what term, you know, what hangar, et cetera. Uh, so you know exactly where to go. Uh, so you're going to kind of be hoofing it a little bit across, um, you know, kind of a little bit of a walk with some of your baggage. You could also could just pay some, someone to take it for you. Um, but uh, when you arrive, uh, it is a relatively busy morning for this uh, for this airport. It's not bustling, but it's uh, there's there's definitely other people here, other flights that are being prepared. Uh is there anything that you all were looking to do here? Um, I think we would be on the watch to make sure to see if we see them. 
okay. uh, as we're traveling about. Oh, they are very noticeable. Uh, and I will say that as you kind of pass through the terminal, uh, noting your spot hidden, some of you are, are very high. Marie, you're up to, where are you at? Marie, you're at 50. Uh, yeah, Simon's 75. crazy. Yeah, yeah Shime, uh, and then Wood's 75, and Shime's yeah, 70. Yeah, so, really high. Yeah, I would say, safe to say, no roll necessary. You do not see them. Uh, they could be extremely well disguised, uh, but there was nothing to suggest that in the voice of the uh, the concierge over at the, the hotel uh, as they were referencing their facial tattoos and such. Uh, so, yeah, but so you, you don't you don't see them around now. You all did a handful of things in the morning. You all went and sent some telegrams. You spoke with the cops. You went over to Hotel Savannah. So you arrived at the airport much later in the morning, it's almost lunchtime essentially for you all. Whereas for them, they were kind of very, they pressed with the, uh, with the concierge that they were leaving very early. So it's possible they've already left. Um, there are, you do know that there are, there's different ways people fly out here and there. There's like charter flights, et cetera, et cetera. There's, uh, various, uh, booths and businesses around. Uh, you're welcome to, uh, sort of inquire around if you want, if you wanted to, to speak with some some of these various airlines and things, uh, or, uh, but you don't see anything on your own. Like, you don't see anything visually. I would definitely think that trying to poke around and see if, if anyone remembers them and where they went could be useful information. Okay. Uh, sure. Um, so how would you go, uh, like, what, it, it, what would you say you're, again, we don't have to, I don't want to say we have to role play every one of these types of conversations out, but what's your sort of general, like social strategy for like going around and asking these types of questions? Um, there are, uh, there are a handful of, of people working about, it. you can see they're dressed up, finely dressed, professionally dressed, uh, behind various, uh, various booths and things. Uh, there's some that are working with our customers and such like what is your basic strategy because you're literally asking for <laughs> for fairly you know fairly private travel information about people so like what what would you say marie is, is doing to try to accomplish this oh that's a good question um and others can I... contribute too so like obviously social yeah. skills are a really good way of doing it um uh, sometimes, I mean, sometimes credit rating can just be it if you're like bribing people or whatnot, or just kind of sort of, th you know, throwing your weight around, uh, trying Throw to be stealthy. Around. Yeah. Trying to be stealthy and just sort of sneaking behind a booth and just kind of grabbing a bunch of documentation. Like you, you never know. So those are things that you could potentially do. Uh, I, I think what Shema is wanting to do is, um, uh, I, something like partially is that she kind of misses Charlie, but like she kind of knows that like just the uh, people who would be comfortable with the likes of Marie and Patrick and and Doc here are maybe not super comfortable with with Shima, uh for one reason or another. And uh, so she is going to, I don't know, maybe spot hidden is the right skill, but basically she wants to find where the average person 
who works here goes for like smoke breaks and stuff like where where do people kind of just go to like take their breaks <laughs> she she wants to go sure. back there and look for like the working class <laughs> okay um i mean if do you do you want to do a role like we could do a role if you want um uh, up something. to you would you um, she doesn't could do like a psychology like if it was a hotel she'd know where to go because she acts up yeah. early but yeah i mean like i i don't have like i'm i'm envisioning this it's not enormous it's you know 1936 so airport travel is still something that not many people are doing yet uh so i don't I don't envision this to be a very big place at all. Uh, there, it's probably sprawling too with various hangars and such. Um, so I, I don't think it would be too difficult for you to maybe track down like a rear entrance or somewhere out of the way, somewhere where customers wouldn't travel. Like it's it's not probably yeah. rocket science to figure that out. And maybe you'll see a handful of folks, someone you know, folks the, the the type of people who carry bags, like you know, like they're carrying bags from the terminal or you know out to out to a plane or or that's exactly you know, janitors stuff like that. Yeah, and so you see it's just a handful of folks. Maybe they're smoking. Maybe they're like flipping coins and stuff. They're kind of, do, or, or, you know, they're, they're rolling dice or whatever it is. They're kind of taking a break and maybe they see you walking up. They go, oh, uh, ma'am, uh, you lost. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just with some people. I, I just need to stretch. Get some pressure. Uh, uh, hey, uh, listen, I, I know this is crazy, but I, I'm just uh, with like one of these private charters. And uh, we're looking to see if there's, like, a group that's come through. Because, like, I got into a bit of a scrap with with one of them. And I lost pretty badly. And I don't do so well with losing. So, uh, just want to know if you've seen anyone <laughs> who is nice. Lady is maybe a little bigger than me uh, and lady. her troop well, of men that have tattoos they kind of look at you with well, yes ma'am you've gotten a fight with them. they kind of look at each other change look yeah they uh, they were a bit of a frightening group but i'm not gonna lie they uh they had a look about them uh yeah they left this morning they did i remember uh they didn't say much uh, but they had bags and Henry over here, he, uh, he took him up to the plane. Oh, uh, what plane? Where did he go? Who she's had a fight, and and she's <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the thing. <laughs> um, so uh, you see, like a younger guy, like, well, um, man, they uh, they were they were heading north uh, up to Nova Scotia. Uh, I believe that's where the flight was was my. I don't think that was a. I think that was just like a connecting, but uh, I I don't know for Nova sure. Scotia. They didn't really talk too much, but that's where the plane was going. That's where those uh, Canadians. Uh, that's yeah. where they. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear they're they're yeah. very friendly people. Uh, very friendly. <laughs> this is the one girl in Toronto you shouldn't avoid. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> I, I suppose if the if the well, I mean, if she's Canadian, I guess that's uh that's true. Uh, she she did look like she had a few uh 
she she looks a little bit like you uh, so it looks like you kind of gave back just as much as she gave so and a couple of the other ones they didn't look so good either so yeah as i just don't like losing fights especially when people cheat you know oh yeah yeah but then again you know when you're in a fight you know such things cheating i guess that's true hey can i have a drag uh well yes ma'am and it reaches it out <laughs> and hands it over to you it's like this scrawny like 17 year old kid who's kind of handing out yes ma'am she will just happily kind of take the smoke and then just make small talk and until like, you, the smoke is mostly done <laughs> if you if you speak to a a sister uh, she works inside the booth uh, big old hair big old blonde hair kind of wrapped around she got that beautiful blue scarf on like sky blue just like that uh, oh, she what's might be able name? to tell you more uh uh stephanie stephanie yeah okay yeah she she might be able to tell you more just you know just go ahead go ahead and tell her phil sent you <sighs> he's phil i'm i'm henry she won't she won't listen to me like them two are getting hitched so they listen to her a lot more than she listens to her younger brother. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much obliged. Yeah. I am a, one of the people on this private charter is a singer, and I think she knows people who can do weddings really oh, well. Yeah. Uh, like on the discount, because we're helping you out, you gotta help us out. I I think so. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, here, uh, no here, idea. Like, kind of finish this. He's like, I hear, Henry, take that. I'll bring her inside. Come on, come on, come on. And so, like, Phil kind of is like, I'll oh, come on in. Uh, I'll, I'll point out Stephanie to you, and then you can show me to your friend, scratch my back, scratch yours, sort of deal. Yeah, happy, happy uh, to do sure, that. Sure, yeah. You know <laughs> how expensive it is to rent wedding venues? <laughs> oh, my goodness. If I would have known it was going to be this expensive, I might not have proposed. Cassie goes over there. Oh, I'm just kidding. Don't go telling her that. And he kind of opens no, the door. No. Oh, yo, hey, have you thought about high school auditoriums? They're uh, very cheap for for events and for venues because the wrestling team I'm on, we don't have any money, but they rent out high school auditoriums. Well, you know what? That's a that's a really good idea. I, I didn't expect to get so many ideas about. Wedding venues and entertainment this morning, but yeah, here we are. What a what a crazy world it is. Uh, oh, well, here she is. Oh, hello, darling. And you guy comes over and like, it's like, who are you talking to? And they're like, oh, uh, this is uh, this is my new friend. Uh, uh, she's telling, she's helping us out Sh- with the Shima. and uh, Shima rolls up her sleeves. Is my new friend, uh, Shamus. I was telling her all about how you and I are getting hitched. I hate it when you say it like that. We getting married. We ain't getting hitched. We ain't like a wagon or nothing. Now, calm down. This I didn't mean nothing, but I was just being us being colloquial is what they're saying. Anyhow, listen, darling, just hang on. Shamus is going to help us get, uh, get a, get a, a primetime singer, uh, entertaining all of our guests or famous stuff at our reception. Uh, as long as you can do a little favor for her. Oh, is that right? Is it? Is she the one who's going to sing? No, no, no. Well, actually, wait, are you the one who's going to sing there, Sean? No, it's, no, no, it's no. It's best if I don't sing. 
And so, like, the two of them kind of go back and forth a little bit, well, arguing. I actually, I do think Miskatonic <laughs> fights on really well. Miskatonic. <laughs> Miskatonic, what? <laughs> like, Ma'am, please don't sing in the middle of the airport terminal. This place is busy. And so, like, they go back and forth, and there's, like, a little bit of, like, arc. You can tell they're going to be off to a rough start, the two of them. <laughs> but I will say, because this was so much fun, eventually you, um, she will finally relent. Especially if they like you bring Marie in and Marie. Oh yeah, Shamir turns around and like yells that. for Marie, and in a way that is not discreet because it does not occur to her to be discreet. <laughs> so I will say that eventually, uh, after a far too long of negotiation, Marie, you are going to be playing their wedding in uh, in, sp- in in springtime. Don't worry, you got a couple months still, but you're going to be playing their wedding and they're probably going to do it at their local high school, uh, which he didn't even graduate from. Uh, But you're going to be playing and singing for 25% of your normal normal fee. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) I, you know, I I had the name of a, of a, of a Ginger Smith that is uh, not too far away from you that might be actually be able to do this. So if just in case I happen to not be available. Uh, hang uh, on there, ma'am. I, I we have had a, a deal. Same discount. Same same discount. Uh, I'll work it out with Miss Ginger. <sighs> well, I suppose uh, one singer's good as another's. All I, I know, y'all do uh, y'all do like gospels and spirituals and and whatnot, right? Oh, oh, well. Uh, Lord bless it and take the. Miss Ginger sure sure you does. You, you don't do none of that sure, that sure newfangled that newfangled jazz and such that we don't want nothing like that. That kind of no. no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding with you. We'll dress like that, of course you are. Mm. Y'all. <laughs> Eventually, uh, Stephanie uh, will, with a little bit of an attitude, hand over some um, some details. She'll kind of look up and she'll kind of go through this and that, and so she'll let you know that. The people that you're referring to, unless it's a different group, who knows? Maybe you got them confused with somebody else. Uh, They were booked for a flight uh, uh, through Nova Scotia to Ireland and then had advanced tickets from Imperial Airways to fly through to Bangkok. Um, And all of those travel arrangements apparently uh, were booked in advance for them. They didn't pay for anything. They didn't sort of show any ID or anything like that. They didn't have to worry about that. It was apparently was booked. Uh, and you finally get a name for the first time. Daniel Lohman. Uh, apparently a Bangkok resident. And that's all they have for you. Well, I sure do uh, look forward to your uh, pending nuptials. I can't wait. I can't. It's going to be wonderful. And you know what, Shami, you're invited. Definitely want to see you there as well. Plus one, two, bring whatever, whatever fella or, or a friend or whatever such and we'll be having it. It's like, yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking so excited to it. <laughs> Gives like dirty looking. Shaman <laughs> does not register and takes her hand and shakes it gratefully and does one of those two hand handshakes. <laughs> She's thanking, ma'am. Okay, okay, I'm now, so ma'am. So happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. And so uh, we will mercifully end that scene. <laughs> what 
what the hell just happened? And that scene. <laughs> I love it. This is wonderful. And you, uh, you all will eventually meet up with Frank Kearns, unless there was some other thing that Beverly and Patrick wanted to do. If you wanted to, you know, promise to give uh, the shoe shining kid like a, a ride to, you know, to Florida. Nope. I don't know, but otherwise, we'll say <laughs> you all meet up with Frank Kearns, uh, who's very happy to see you. He's like, well, uh, he's like, well, hey there, hey there, friends. Uh, I got the uh, got the bird all gassed up, ready to go, and we're clear for takeoff. It's gonna be smooth flying the rest of the way. It's a much longer flight now, and uh, we're gonna get to, uh, we're gonna be going into the wind now. It's probably gonna take a little bit long. Might even have to make a pit stop here or there. But uh, but if y'all ready to go, well, all right then. We're ready. So finally, you all load up uh, onto the plane. Uh, you kind of spread out again. Remember, like you can sit like. Each one of you can get sit, uh, a seat next to a window. You hear the th- 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 as the propeller uh, kind of kicks back up, uh, and you begin a very long, uh, long flight out to out to L.A. Uh, eventually, getting uh, getting your um, your approval uh, from the from the tower, and you kind of take off, and and that's that. Um, all right, let's see. Um, so. Is anybody doing anything on the flight? You guys talking, chatting, you looking over items, are you figuring out uh strategy? Like what what does it look like as you guys are uh, as you're flying? Uh definitely it? sharing everything that we found with okay. uh Dr. Yi and Battle Brace. Okay. I was excited to leave Savannah, but now I've been nervous because we're going in the air again. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna my arm's aching. I'm gonna pop mm-hmm. some pills Dr. Keaton gave me. Okay. And so, uh, as you're all are talking, you just, and, uh, like he, like your arm kind of subsides a bit, but you can tell, like, even when you put your hand on it, there's still a little bit of, uh, like it's kind of raised a bit, a little swollen, it's healing, but extremely slow, a little discolored Beverly. If you've looked at it at any point, like it's healing, but surprisingly slowly, um, they don't, you know, it's almost like a dog bite, like as opposed mm-hmm. to like a human bite, like the saliva has kind of gotten into the, into the wound there's a bit of an infection. It. Yeah, something like that. It's not to the point where like you're you're probably worried for too long, but it is probably uncomfortable. Uh, we see Patrick, you pop some pills, uh, and you start to to doze off. Um, the rest of you, uh, are there any specific things that you're talking about or doing, or are all you just resting, or or, or what exactly is happening? Uh, Beverly is probably starting to dig into Henslow's notebook, like the actual diary entries versus just the sketches that we scanned. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, what what was everybody else doing? Definitely reviewing sort of what we have so far. Um, kind of what what things we want to follow up with when we get to to LA. Um, kind of running through. You know, we know we've got the the bank, so that's you know obvious. We know the name of the bank. We've got the key for the bank. That's sure. straightforward. Um, and then just kind of reviewing everything else that we've got. Uh, so yeah, so if we wanted to just kind of do like a quick inventory of things, um, your most tangible lead that you, like you've already mentioned, you have it in your hands, the safe deposit key. And you know that, uh, according, uh, to Douglas Henslow, um, he gave you a name of the bank, uh, first, uh, first bank of, uh, of Long Beach. 
Right, right. Uh, so, so you have that, that, that physical thing. He, and you know that from the note that he had written Walter Winston that was tucked away in the metal box with, uh, the notebook with the safe deposit box key and with that strange stone tablet that Shima carries, uh, that he, they had, co- it's what he had collected from their investigation in 1924. And so some things that he was leaving there in case Walter ever picked up the investigation again. So that is certainly your most like tangible lead. Um, other things that you've sort of you've heard that are a little less tangible or a little bit more uncertain, um, you from Edgar Job, and when you were kind of interrogating him, he he dropped the name George Ayers, uh, who was the man who got him into these like crazed sex mm-hmm. and, and drug parties uh, with Ramon Echevarria. Um, he he did claim that Echevarria was killed during like that crazy raid uh where the summoning or whatever was happening uh and i do think that patrick when he was going through some of the documents uh in dr keaton's office and maybe also in the conversation dr keaton might have mentioned it as well that they they tried to contact george Harris but were one unable to uh but you don't you do you do know at least according to edgar job he was a uh, a professor uh, at UCLA. Uh, and so those are the things. And then there's like the farm, like you, you, you've heard multiple references to a, a farm outside of Los Angeles. Like there's no more specific detail. You don't like an address or location. And obviously it's California. So there, there's tons of farms, but like those are sort of the things that you've, you've loosely seen. So, um, am I missing anything? Are there any other things that you all might be kind of throwing out in terms of this long flight, this conversation? I think possibly just the idea of like, are there any maybe newspaper articles or anything about like, like does this whole thing manage to happen at this farm outside LA and no one knew about it? Or was there some story about something that happened, some mysterious gathering or, you know, kind of, kind of anything like that. Just, just seeing if there was any sort of paper trail about this thing that happened. And sort of tangentially to that, uh, multiple locations, because the thing that's really, and is part of our curiosity drive, is uh, Shaimel wants to see his library more than, like, um, pretty much anything else. Um, so uh, wants to understand if that could, is that at the farmhouse or to... Mary's point, but is there more than one location that the library might be? Uh, so in terms of the newspaper and stuff like that, like obviously that's something that you can't do on the plane. Um, but that's certainly something that you would be more likely to do like sort of library research, public directory research, go to like literally libraries within Los Angeles, see is 12 years ago, right? So see what was documented. Um, Pastor Wood might even being a, a former Texas Ranger mentioned like a, a crime that large. There's got to be a police report, probably like you would think like that's the, a very hard thing to sweep under the rug. And if there isn't any, that also could be revealing uh, as well. Uh, so you might make mental notes in terms of like, well, we could, you know, we could look at various directories, look at various libraries. We could speak with, with the police. We could see if we can kind of investigate in that particular way as well. Um there's also, you can all, there's other things that you could potentially do since 
I would say the, the name Echeverria, you would know, is a fairly not an uncommon name. So like trying to track down like his, his actual home, his house, like he because you're right, Shima, like you in, in the in the conversation, in the interrogation you had, like Edgar Job did mention that his uh, that the home uh, of Echeverria did have like a very. Uh, very large library of books, occult texts and things like that. Uh, he didn't tell you where that home was. So you would have to so trying to track that down again, not something that you would really be able to do from Savannah or on the plane. But when you land, there might be a plan of action, like, you know, hit various public records offices and things like that it could be a way to go about uh, potentially finding that kind of info. Um, Anything else so that, that maybe you can on think the of? plane then is uh, letting folks know that that's what I like to do and getting their way in on how we might be able to do that, like rather than actually doing it on the plane. Okay. Take a look um, at the Henslow drawings. Sort sure. of like just a cursory glance, looking at that, looking back at my arm. Not staring too long as the pictures are kind of disturbing. So yeah, you're going back and forth. Like we'll say, then you're sitting across the aisle from Doctor Key, who has been going. You say you're reading the notebook, which is yeah. very much a text you can read. Um, the and then interspersed through it, you can definitely tell that there are various images and such. Now, I'll say from the images themselves, like they're extremely disturbing. We've already done the sanity test. And everything but there are mouths every which way there's tentacles there's uh like crude drawings of people being like impaled people being eaten people like almost orgiastically kind of running towards like fire and mouths and things like that it's just all manner of, of lunacy and like the images get progressively more uh more disturbing um one of the first images you even see in the in the book is like a very very decent drawing of what you imagine are the 1924 investigators like Catherine Clark, Walter Winston, and you would even probably recognize Walter Winston Patrick as you were a friend of his. Uh, but aside from that, like you're, you're seeing these types of things. Now you don't see anything in the images, Patrick, that are exactly representing the, you know, the bite on your arm. It doesn't, it's not quite like that. Your, your arm very much just looks like a person bit you. Like it's just, it's just healing strangely. Uh, so you don't, it's not like this bizarre looking thing. And, and, and like what Marie claimed to have seen when the blood was kind of swirling around it in the rain, that's not visible or anything like that anymore. Um, but a lot of them depicts like people getting their heads, like literally getting their heads like bitten off by mouths left and right. And like, there is that large and the, the most dominant figure is this multi-limbed headless form, arms and tentacles and dripping mouths every which way. Um, and so, so Ashley, you are then specifically reading, right? You said you're, you're going to go ahead and read yeah. through this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so by and large, uh, I think I've, I've sort of went over the details, but you're, you, you see, it's essentially the sketch, uh, and in addition to the sketches, it's just his, his memories of the investigation, which begin, um, relatively coherently and, Mostly what you're you're gleaning from it is that they were they were tracking like they were literally tracking drugs like across the country. Like it doesn't mention exactly how we, how they picked up on the trail of that. Um, 
but somehow they 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 had stumbled across like like people who were kind of like you know heroin or some other uh some other type of drug it's not referenced specifically like there's there's guesses over what it might be heroin's mentioned a few times um and that through through kind of in interrogation of some folks that they found um and sort of pressed along the way that kind of led them to a dealer, which led them to another group of people, which led them to a dealer, which led them to another group of people and like these little pockets here and there. And then eventually is what kind of sort of settled them. And they seem to think to some degree that like, like there was a, the network was kind of pointing back to like a nexus in, in, in LA at the time. Um, after that point, it gets weird and indiscernible and inscrutable to a point where it just seems like this, mad shorthand like it's a stream of consciousness like he's just jumping about time and space like it just doesn't even really make sense anymore like you see him um referencing uh very uh, affectionately towards Catherine clark you probably would get the sense that he might have had a, a little bit of a crush on her but then it'll shift back and he'll talk about his mother and then maybe it might talk about the death of his father and then it shifts into walter winston who he might have seen as like a father figure and like it all kind of moves around and then vaguely weaving into this is this what you would probably be able to discern as as a doctor i know you're an anthropologist but your father's a doctor an unwell mind is really beginning to emerge the further and further and further you go. And about halfway through, it's just nothing even really makes sense anymore. And you just see reference, you see names and references and weird sketches that vaguely resemble maybe like a, like a rune or a symbol that maybe Shima might recognize. But then when she looks at it more closely, it's not quite right. And everything just feels um, like a person grasping at straws and like every every way and what you can do uh is you get to uh actually improve your cthulhu mythos um i forget i don't have the number here i forget i don't i, I didn't write that down in my notes because i'm a dummy uh but i think you're going to get like plus one to cthulhu mythos uh which also means your sanity will go down um but you can increase that stat so rather than everybody else who has zero you'll Ooh. actually nice. wow dr okay. key's learning uh, Learning Jeff, the scary I'm stuff. So sorry. What is the time period of the like? When when was it written? Uh, so 1924 was the year where everything went to shit, and it certainly seemed like there's no dates or specifically on it. But from I would you'd be able to intuit it's likely, uh, it likely probably is around that year in maybe sometime shortly thereafter or just before he left la like you you would be able to track because you know from speaking with douglas when he left la so you kind of know when it probably ended and he hasn't been back there because he's been institutionalized on and off uh so it's definitely the last entry would have been 24 um might have started 22 21 something like that and so there might be a little bit longer there okay would i glean anything extra from like searching with cryptography with like uh, the beginning half of it when he's kind of more yeah this doesn't look encoded to you uh okay. this it, it doesn't look like he has like effectively put hidden messages into this in any in any way um and, and so don't I mean, like i would say with your expertise you know for a certainty like there's no yeah hidden. okay yeah like he's not trying to, to do anything okay um so at a certain point like as you're kind of going through your 
all your your various documents, your your glues, flipping through the notebook, um, making like a to do list of things that you want to do. Um, I'm going to assume that everyone at some point probably takes advantage of the fact that you're on a flight. It's it's a relatively bumpy flight, but it's probably not altogether terrible. Uh, I mean, it's it's privately chartered for yourselves. There's uh, any sort of snacks or drinks or whatever you brought on your own. Um, Patrick, the uh, the the pills kick in uh, and you sort of drift off as like you're kind of staring down at the pictures a little bit and eventually your eyes kind of get heavy and then Beverly, your eyes start to bother you a little bit as you're just reading so much and like there's not a whole lot of light after a certain point and uh, Marie and Shima as you're talking over and making plans here and there eventually you see like everyone kind of one by one starts sort of uh, fall asleep. Um, I'm going to turn to, to Patrick. So Patrick, as you, as you, as your eyes kind of open up, uh, and you're, you, you hear the sounds of footsteps. You're not, um, you're not entirely sure when you started walking, but you are. Uh, and you can hear the echo of like kind of the, the wooden soles of your shoes against uh, the linoleum tile effectively. And you look down and you see that kind of alternating color scheme of off-white and kind of teal. And you recognize uh, the floor uh, outside of Dr. Keaton's office in Joy Grove. And you start walking back towards where you know the, the main desk is. But as you turn around, you see that there's just a a hallway that, well, that's not supposed to be there. That's not, there should be a desk there. And you look back and you look for Dr. Keaton's office. And instead of there being a frosted glass door with the name Dr. Keaton on it, you just see a, a hallway. And you can see that there's peeling paint uh, and kind of crumbling down from the sides of the walls themselves. You can see that there's broken tile on the ground and whether you mean to or not your one foot goes forward and the next foot and echo echo of click 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 you hear the sounds of like other things beginning to become a little bit a little bit louder you start passing by patient rooms you can see through some of those windows uh, and the doors into the rooms themselves and you're not even sure exactly where the light's coming from, whether it's uh, whether it's like a window in their room to the outside or whether it's an overhead uh, overhead bulb somewhere recessed in the ceiling. But you notice that when you peek through one of these doors, there is a patient. They've got the garb on that you are very familiar with. The first patient you see is the very man who bit you. And he's in chasing after you he isn't trying to tackle you he's just he's just sort of calmly staring at you he's sitting in his bed and you're looking through the window and you see him and he's staring right back up at the window itself except he doesn't have any eyes he's got these mouths where his eyeballs should be sunken into the sockets itself and you can see that they're kind of forming words. It's muted a bit by the glass, and you can kind of hear 
they're trying to say something, are they trying to warn you, are they pleading with you, or are they just calling from you? It's, it's really not entirely clear. And then those mouths like start to cry out even louder, and suddenly that 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 muted nature of the sound begins to begins to fade. You're no longer being drowned out by the click of your heels as you're just standing still. And you realize, you recognize one of those words. It's your name. You just hear Patrick. You hear it over and over, over and over. Patrick, Patrick. You see it coming out of his actual mouth. You see it coming out of his eyes. You see it coming out of the other eye. You hear it from behind. You turn around. You look through another window into another patient room. And you see sitting there, Douglas Henslow. You only briefly saw, you weren't sitting in on the conversation. But there's there's the man you saw, his painting, his photo on the wall, the Henslow estate. And he's looking down, but as he looks up, you, you, you see right where his eyes should be. These little mouths with these rugged, gnarled teeth. Patrick, Patrick over and over and then you start hearing it echo down the hall and you can see that the lights of one by one start to open like a like in the library stacks as if someone's passing by and each one of those lights is into another patient room and you start hearing the loudness of the echo of your name over and over and over and over and finally you wake up you're in the plane you're sweating Patrick you, Patrick. you hear the buzz of the motor and over top of that and over top of yourself as you kind of come to and you realize you're not the only one saying it you hear Beverly's voice you're sitting next to you she gave you the pills you were, that's right you were looking over you were looking over Douglas's notebook you should not do this and then take drugs and then false you should definitely not do it and when you turn to look at her you see that it's it's her, but it's her mouth isn't moving, but you still hear her voice, Patrick, 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 and it's echoing, and it's echoing. You look, you can see it's not her mouth that's moving, but it's her eyes because her eyes are not mouths. They are smaller, gnarled teeth chomping up and down in a manner that is saying your name over and over, gnashing, 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 and then finally you wake up. You hear the sound of the motor. You look around. You can barely see everybody. You have to wipe away this gook and sleet that is crusted on your eyes. You see everybody else is sleeping. You look outside and you can see beautiful blue sunshine, distant palm trees. You hear the voice of Frank Kearns as he stumbles out of the cockpit. Well, we're eyes and shine, everybody. We're in Los Angeles. And that's where we're going to go ahead and end uh, for tonight. Oh, shit. <laughs> there we go. Oh, God. Right. Oh, oh. Cool. Well, so Stephen won't miss too much. That's great. So Stephen didn't really miss too much uh, LA stuff. Uh, can I have a nightmare of people with uh, <laughs> those fries? <laughs> Very nice.
We'll do your sand test on the other side. We'll do it next week. We'll start with that and how you react and everything. But obviously, there'll be a sand test. And you have way more than your Delta Green character. So there's a yeah, chance a lot of more. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what more. it's like to be a sane person. Right? <laughs> for now, you know. Yes, for oh, now. Time. All Rule right. For sand. So Ooh. yeah, we'll pick up next week. Uh, we'll be back with with lot. Well, starting of Los Angeles, very excited. Uh, so we'll we will literally be beginning Los Angeles, which is amazing. <laughs> like I've mentioned this a few times. Like I love the locales, and like right off the bat, <laughs> Savannah. Are you kidding me? And then like we're going to Los Angeles in the 1930s. Like this is so cool. So like I just love the locations for this place. And then obviously, as we the campaign goes, you'll learn some some more locations. You'll learn some more locations. Yes. Um, so. Uh, but yeah, and next time, hopefully, we'll by then I would imagine Stephen will hopefully get his uh, get his stuff squared away. If not, um, yeah, we'll replace him. We have a Stephen two point so we'll see if uh, we'll see if he's busy. <laughs> go with that. Uh, we probably won't do that. We have a we have a threshold of class in Stephen two <laughs> <laughs> He's never gonna watch. This. All right, uh, why don't we go ahead and do some plugs and we'll get on out of here, my Trey, We're gonna start with you, of course. Where can we find you? On the grandness that is the internet. Uh, I am Monty plays games on YouTube. Uh, when I'm not uh, forcing myself on these fine people, you can find me over there. Um, yeah. I like how I like how we just we just have like a rhythm. Like when I'm when I'm not forcing the people. <laughs> 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 it's so good. I love it. Uh, so uh, for us, what do we have next? Monday is our next game. Uh, you can see Melissa and I, uh, but no one else because we don't like them that much. Let's be honest. Oh. Uh, so no, no, I'm just teasing. Uh, <laughs> Melissa and I were playing uh, as a monster of the week. Uh, so come check that out as we return to our golf course in 1989 where all sorts of weird stuff is happening. Uh, Tuesday, you can see Steven would normally be doing this plug, but Steven runs a Marvel multiverse role-playing game. We're doing an X-Men theme campaign. We're getting near the end too. Uh, we only have a handful of sessions left. Uh, we just had an awesome little Mojo World session with our X-Men. Uh, and uh, I think we're going to be returning to our, our parallel world and, and sorting out how the hell to get back to our own timeline. Uh, and then Thursday, Werewolf the Apocalypse, continuing our campaign there. Uh, and also we're getting kind of close to the end, but I think we got a little bit more time, probably got another five sessions, I would guess, for that. Uh, and then uh, Friday, uh, Warhammer 40K, Wrath and Glory. Aaron hops back into the GM seat for that. And then we'll be back on Saturday with this. Uh, and uh, if uh, if you're you would be so inclined, go check out the YouTube page, Adventures in Lollygagging. We got all sorts of stuff over there. Other games we have running right now, Delta Green. If you like Call of Duty, check out Delta Green, similar DNA. Uh, and uh, we also got uh, Fragged Empire. You can see more of my tray uh, as uh, we both yearn after a mushroom. Uh, they make me <laughs> do a mushroom we voice. We all love yeah, I can't wait. You're going to load so him up much. with so much gear and power. He's going to turn on you and rip you all apart. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to you all. But I'm not sleep. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to sleep at all. I'm just here for the brewing <laughs> drama between yeah, Boris and Dar and Hardy. <laughs> night, night after tea. <laughs> Anyhow. Thank you so much for hanging out tonight. Thanks to you for bearing with some of the some of the problems we had tonight, but we really do appreciate it. If you're watching this later on stream or podcast, we definitely appreciate you too. Uh, we are going to raid our friends over at Boys from the Baltic Star. They are playing 
a game that I don't know the name of. So let's go find out what it is. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see y'all later. Bye-bye. I'll be saying you do.